Welcome to the Rabbitohs Top 4 Podcast. Proudly presented by What If, official travel and pathways partner of the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Here are your hosts, Mark Ellison, Shannon Donato and Jeremy Monaghan. Well, hello everyone and welcome to episode 28 of the Rabbitohs Top 4 podcast, powered by Audio-Technica and proudly presented by What If. What If has you covered for accommodation, flights, car hire and more. So if you're thinking about a holiday, travelling for business or getting to a game sometime soon, possibly more likely the start of 2022 with these lockdowns, visit whatif.com slash Rabbitohs. What If, it's Aussie for travel. My name's Jeremy Monaghan and I'm joined by my co-hosts in Mark Ellison and and Shannon Donato and gentlemen, how are you at the start of this fine week? I'm very good, thanks, Jez. I love your cap too, mate. <laughs> Thank you, Willow. Thank you. Where's yours? Oh, well, I'm, like the headsets, I'm still waiting for them, mate. So. <laughs> I have photographic evidence of, of delivery of your one. <laughs> oh, well, I, I didn't get the memo that we're going to wear it today. <laughs> I'm just having a bad day with my hair. That's why I'm wearing mine. <laughs> Which one, Jez? You've only got two. <laughs> just for anyone listening to the podcast, we've actually got uh, top four podcast caps on. If you're watching it on the website, you'll be able to see them. But right across the front, it says, very good, our catchphrase on this show that uh, gets said about 58 times per show. But anyway, that's all good. How are I you this a, week? I need a bigger one. Jez, a bigger one? lost in my Devon down the back here. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to borrow the uh, the Roosters version, the sombrero. That'll fit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I reckon. I reckon we might mention the Roosters once or twice on the on the show today. What do you reckon? Yeah. Oh, I know. Leave them alone. I feel sorry for them. They're in such disarray. Oh dear. Oh dear. Anyway, for those listening at a later date, we're recording this a. Uh, uh, few days after the 54-12 to 12 shellacking of the Roosters at Suncorp Stadium last Friday night, which had uh, which has had more column inches in the newspapers than I've seen about anything ever since, but I'm sure we'll have plenty to say about that. So we'll get into the first segment on uh, what we've learned this week. We'll start with you, Shannon, on that one. Okay, Jez, I learned a few things, and, and particularly from my, my great mate, Ella. Um, last week I learned something particularly interesting, and that's it. Some players put their boots on on their left foot first, and and those that don't, amazingly, put it on their right foot first. It was uh, <laughs> it was it was, it was a riveting podcast. Actually, I learned I learned so much. <laughs> but besides that, the fact that some put their left foot on it's obviously it's obviously lived with you for a week, Chad, and you've still got to your mind. He's been you're processing still trying to work it. it out. I know. Yeah, just trying to understand how it all works. <laughs> feel like, feel like you choosing between a dim sim or a spring roll to it first. <laughs> just have half of each, hello. Um, <laughs> um, now, what I've really learned is how much fun it is being the Roosters, how much I enjoy it. And then they sook and piss and moan afterwards. Ah, oh, the referee should have did this. And the NRL have got to do that. And you've got it coming from coaches and players and players blowing up on the sideline because they're just sore losers. How much more enjoyable it makes it to beat the Roosters. <laughs> How much we all love beating the Roosters. I was reminded of that this week. 
Very good. What about you, Ello? What have you learnt this week? Well, what I've learnt this week, Jez, is that Trent Robinson has finally come of age as a coach. He's won premierships, but he's learnt the art of changing the tact and getting off course so he doesn't get bagged for his team's performance yep. on the on, on, in a game. Now, we've played them three out of the last four times we've played. Oh, sorry, the, the figures tell us we've scored about 160 points in the last four games we've played them. Mm. We've beaten them 40 points on them on average mm. over the last four games. Mm. There's a hide to come out in this press conference and want to bag the referees, want to bag the bunker, and want to bag our players. I mean, he should be looking at his own performance as a coach. Mm. Now, that sideline was a rabble the other night. Mm. And Victor Radley on there, Maria Hargraves and that. Yeah, some of the players were, were sitting there behind. They shouldn't be on the field. I actually okay? find it interesting you, because suspended players aren't allowed on the turf. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. It was the great deflection show, I'll call it. Mm. Um, and he went on talking about, you know, we all saw the press conference, you know, and... The thing is, I can't believe the people in the media say, well, what he said was right. Mm. You know, but what everyone forgets is there are rules in place that in the press conference after the game, a coach is not allowed to comment on any dubious decisions in a game. Yep. Anything on That's report. across the board. Yep. That's across the board. Ricky still gets fined every time he does it, yep. but they think they're above it. Okay? They also know that, that he doesn't have to pay for it. Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah. That's right. But he's, got, anyway, he's got a mate that's going to pay for it. So, At the end of the day, what, what came out of it, and, and just for everyone listening there, I spoke to Luttrell after the game, mm. okay? And, you know, people would think, oh, he's worried about the suspension he got. He didn't mention a suspension at all. I said, how are you feeling, mate? He said, I'm just so upset that I've heard Joey like yeah. that. Yeah, he was upset. Yeah, no, I could no imagine knowing no the bloke, worth. he would have been more worried about his mate than anything else. And he comes out. We come out. He's given the charge. I said, "What do you want to do?" He said, "I'm t- I'm accepting it. Yeah. We're not fighting it. I'm accepting it." Yeah. So, care for the guy he's hurt. Yep. Right. Which was an accident. Yep. Sure, was a great force. We no one wants to see that outcome. Okay. Two. He takes it. Takes it. Puts his hand up and says, "I'm in the wrong. Yep. I'm going to take the six weeks." Yep. Yet they still talk about it now. I could understand if he came in and said, no, I'm going to fight it. Yep. But the media still talk it up yep. because of what was said in the press conference. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's, anyway, it's just a deflection. Um, you know, like, even with, with 12 men on the field, we scored a try against them. Yep. And they didn't score one against us. So mm. I know they had a few players out, but why, why is that an excuse? No, you can still tackle okay. Yeah, we, we lost two games by 50 this year. We didn't come out deflecting from where we got it wrong. Yep. We just said, yeah, we weren't good enough. Mm-hmm. We've got to get better. So, anyway, there's my rant for the week, and that's what I've learned. Yep. That's what I've learned this week. Mm. And what happens when you want to play things like that out in the media, it's because you've got nothing on the field. Mm. Something I've uh, – that was a, that was very good, Ello. <laughs> <laughs> that was worthy of a very good cap. <laughs> very good. If only they made them that big. <laughs> Something that I've learnt this week: people talk about dreams coming true. Will jokes come true? 
Now, anyone that hasn't listened to episode 27, Shannon told a cracking second joke of the week last week about uh, the Rabbitohs being smarter than the Roosters. And on off the back of what you've said, Elo, I feel dumber this week having listened to the rubbish that's been said after this game. As you say, the stuff that's been said in the, in, uh, the post-match, and not necessarily by the Roosters, but by media um, media contacts that have been influenced by people at the Roosters making phone calls all weekend and saying that Luttrell deliberately did that and showed no remorse. Like, there couldn't be any less truth spoken when you actually... Like, I'm not up in Brisbane, but I saw that when that happened and Joey Manu came over towards Luttrell all upset, Luttrell, you could see was there trying to calm his mate down. He even saw his eye, was sore, and he put his hand up to his eye to say, you okay, mate? And it wasn't until the other players came in and pushed Latrell and everyone started pushing and shoving that Latrell started to get um, emotionally upset on the field, and Luttrell, it was about his mate. Latrell didn't even know he'd hurt him. No, that's right. And that, the first the first time he knew he was hurt that's right. was when he, when he came over. I saw I saw one uh, so-called pundit on uh, one of the football shows last night. He's well known to a lot of our fans um, for bagging the club, and and he said that there was actually two of them, and they said that they believed it was intentional, and I believe that could be defamatory. So I hope the people in Latrell's uh, in Latrell's circle are looking at that because that's disgraceful to say that he intentionally meant to do that too. Um, not necessarily break his face, but to hurt him. Players don't go out there to hurt each other. No, exactly. No, they don't. I mean, Latrell was a... going out there to defend his line and to stop an offload. Anyone could see that. Exactly, mate. Exactly. Oh, we, we had a top four on cliches the other week. I'm going to use two to describe the Roosters. They're great front runners. And when the going gets tough, the tough get going. Yeah, but they're the they're the they're the opposite to that. I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> no, very. It was a frustrating weekend with everything that was said and done. But in the end, LO people are going to go to the record books and they're going to see South Sydney fifty four, Sydney twelve, and they'll say, "Who the hell's Sydney?" <laughs> <laughs> Is that the Sydney Tigers from back in the nineties, or the Sydney Bulldogs, or who was it? Yeah. Long may the rivalry reign. Correct. Correct. Like there was actually I'll, some... I'll, let it, I'll, I'll let it run. For, I'll let it go from there. You know, they, they've had their pot shot out in the media. They've wanted to get on the front foot. I believe they've been contacting members of the media to get to get their case out there. Yep. Good it's just luck been to the been the greatest deflection of all time. Yep. Um, but anyway, well, you know, when we play them again next time, I can't wait. Yep. And congratulations to Josh Morris on his retirement yesterday. He's getting out the right time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I've had enough of that. Bring on the Dragons this week up at the Sunshine Coast. How good will it be? Elo's old club. <laughs> Don't get too worked up this week, Elo. The Book of Feuds was blamed for last week. Don't read the Dragons chapter this week. You might get too fired up on the yeah, sideline. Yeah, Start yeah. abusing people like ex-referees and stuff like that. But anyway. Oh, dear. <laughs> Let's get back to a bit of fun. Let's get back to a bit of fun that we have on this. Uh... I'll just say, oh, it is. We got the two points. That's it. 54 to 12. Oh, we're in the top four. That's we're it. We're in the top four. That's it. I love it.
Bye bye baby. Maybe we didn't need that. Um, interestingly, too, while we're talking a bit of footy, um, this is going to come out after our teams announced this week. What an exciting-looking lineup we've got this week. We've got 10 players from last week's game out this week, eight being rested, of course, a couple suspended, um, on top of Keon Kalamatungi not playing this week. There are some young guys getting a shot. There's some guys that haven't played at all this season getting a shot, and it's so exciting. And the gr- the GOAT, the great Mark Nichols, is the captain. How good. Well, Wayne, Wayne told him at the start of the year, if he scores two tries in a game, you'll make him captain. So that's what he's at the limit. <laughs> What a, what a story. What a story for Mark Nichols. I mean, um, you know, play, playing for this great club and to be able to captain, captain it. Yeah, he may only ever do it once in his lifetime, but he will He will be able to say, I captain yep. the mighty South. Something I'll never get to do. I'm going goosey. I'm going goosey talking about because it, it's yep. a massive honour, yep. particularly with the, with the team he's going to be leading out there yeah. on the weekend. Great opportunity for young Lockie Elias. Um, and Blake Taft coming in, Pete Mamazula, Dave Mowali, four development players yep. in our team yep. on the weekend. Okay, and the Dragons and then, have got an exciting young team too. A lot of their young players, we saw them play last week. Yeah, and yeah. and it's going to be so good to see that next generation of footy players coming up and, and I am guess, playing a, a bit of fun football as well, knowing that there's, especially for us, knowing there's not too much on the line with our ladder position. We can't um, really move unless... Things go haywire, and both the uh, the Roosters and the Panthers lose, and we win by a hundred. But well, Jez, um, you're right. We're playing for fun. Yeah, it's no fun losing. That's it. That's <laughs> it. That's it. So I'm really looking forward to some of these young guys uh, having a run around. But well, one, one thing I know is uh, the camaraderie within the squad is never been. I've never seen it better. Yeah, and it's the boys are looking forward to it. when Nico was announced. Uh, captain, and also on top of a player's player award against the Roosters. <laughs> How good. The, the, the standing ovation in the team room was just fantastic. You That's know? great. And and the young kid, young kids coming in, um, Lockie Elias will partner Benji Marshall in the half. Now, uh, the story on Lockie, I believe, is that Benji's been his idol since he started playing oh, rugby. How amazing and for him. What a, what a great what a great thing to be, be yeah. happening on the weekend. Yeah. Plus the the great um, you know friendship between Blake Taff, Peter Mamazulu, Mamazulus, and, and Lachlan Ilias. I mean, they're the three musketeers. They're never apart from yeah. each other, and it's just great that they'll get a chance to start the game together. That's it. Well, they they all were part of that fantastic Jersey flag team that won the comp in twenty nineteen, and now they're all going to get to play together in first grade. It couldn't be any better for them. Yeah, exactly. And Dean Hawkins is on the bench. And what I'm really happy for is, is Tau Tau Moga. Yes. Um, he's come to the club. He's had a few injuries, had a little suspension through frustration early in the year. But uh, he gets his chance this week to, to wear the Rabideau jersey for the first time. So yep. he'll be player number uh, 1174, I think, Jez. Is he, that right? He will be, as long as yeah. you put him on, Ella. <laughs> hey, not up to me, Jez. <laughs> 
Uh, what is up to you, Ella? And what you've done an amazing job. You just spoke about that Jersey flag side and, you know, the winning the premiership, but bring them together, bring them through together as a squad and hanging on to those guys and identifying those guys. It's a credit to you and it's a credit to our club that we do develop from within, you know. We were just speaking about the Roosters. That, you know, it's widely known that they buy over the top from all around the country and even fly kids in for New Zealand from for SG ball games. Just, just ridiculous. Whereas us, we go to our own junior league, we we reward our own juniors and we develop and put time and resources into it, developing our juniors. And to see them come through, it's just a, it's great for them. It's great for their family. It's great for our whole community, but it's a credit to ULO and it's a credit to our club. Uh, thanks. Thanks, Shannon. I mean, there's a lot involved. There's a lot of guys in our recruitment team, you know, and uh, Joe O'Kelly is doing a great job and, and Jason Demetrio, that's, you know, what he wants. He sees... He sees the fabric of our club and he sees what it means to people who've been here for a long time and sees sees our members and the support that they give us. And it's it's about passion. Okay. And and I'm big on it because I look back through our history. And when we have our great eras, they all involve our greatest juniors of all time. And nothing's changing at the moment. Like at the moment, we've got Renault there, Cam Murray, Campbell Graham, Alex Johnson, Keon. You know, the list goes on. I hope I haven't missed someone there. But, um, you know, and we want to continue to do that. And part of our recruitment is, is, is our progression planning. And we're looking out now to 2024 and onwards. And we're looking. We've got young kids. We've got our development list being set up. And we got young kids in the positions we think we're going to need in the next two or three years set to go. Um, and as you know, we don't go out and just throw the net over everyone and hope we get someone. We, we judge, you know, our own uh, expertise in picking. It's important that we, we have faith in our own knowledge of what we want to pick. You know, hopefully you don't get them all right, but if you can get seven or eight out of ten right, you've got a good, you're a good start. And that's what we bank on. But you're doing better than that at the moment. We're going to see uh, a few of those on on the weekend. So well done, and bring on the dragons. I think there yeah, must be. A, I think there's an issue with my uh, roadcaster podcast machine. I'm hearing Shannon Givello a rap. <laughs> oh yeah, there <laughs> <laughs> must be a technical <laughs> issue. These kids are inexperienced, hello. So they're playing their first first league game. Some might need help. Some some might know they need to put put their boots on either their left foot or their right foot first. So it can help them out. <laughs> <laughs> Just before we move on from that discussion earlier about Mark Nichols captaining the team, did either of you have the opportunity to captain the Rabbitohs at any, at any level? I think you did, Shannon, in the lower grades. Yeah, I actually, uh, funny enough, this probably epitomises my career. I, I captained um, Harold Matt's SG Ball Jersey Flag President's Cup Reserve. I, I captained every grade except first grade. <laughs> Is that because your dad was the coach? (laughs) (laughs) He was captain coach, Ella. He was captain coach. (laughs) I was captain coach playing in the under-12s, but I was 16 at the time. (laughs) uh, No, I never captain first grade, unfortunately, but I I genuinely did captain every other grade. What about you, Ella? Did you captain first grade? I captain first grade for half a game in a charity shield. 
I don't know if I've told you the story, but I'm going to. Yeah, it's good. Um, <laughs> what happened? We were obviously against the Drags. We played at the football stadium. Mario got knocked out and carried off on a stretcher in the first half. And I don't know, Tugger, I, I don't think Tugger played that day. So anyway, the message come down from George that I was captain, right? So, and we are in front in the first half. So I took over after Mario went off and we ended up winning the game. And just, you know, at the end of the game, I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to have to collect the trophy and make a speech here, you know. As you know, I'm not, I don't like talking very much. <laughs> <laughs> so I was really concerned. I was really concerned I had to get up on the microphone, you know. Anyway, no, and I couldn't wait. And I was just about to step on the stage and down the race, out of the tunnel, came Mario <laughs> in a brand-new jersey and shorts and came up and, and took the trophy and made the speech. I couldn't <laughs> play the rest of the game. He's come out and... He's just usurped my authority. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great story. <laughs> that's a true story. Oh, very good. Excellent. <laughs> Righto. It's time to get on to our first top four topic of the morning. And it's uh, as we have been doing over the past few weeks, we've been running through the different positions um, within the team and looking at the top four Rabbitohs in each position. And this week, it's time for the top four Rabbitohs second rowers of all time. And before we start, I've just got to say, when I was doing my research, what an unbelievable galaxy of stars we've had in the back row. It's just phenomenal. And, and being honest, I couldn't narrow it down to four. I've crossed out four and written five on my sheet. Just five uh, elite blokes. I'm sure I've probably missed other guys out. Just an absolute galaxy of stars. Very similar to to last week when we were talking about the locks. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Plethora of stars and uh, a plethora of great back rowers and Mark Ellison. So it's been, you know, I've been the I was going to say, Jez, you say you're going to say five and Shannon just lets it run. Yeah. If, I, if I say I've got five, I get hammered by it. <laughs> Right, now let's have a look at your list, Dello. I'm ready. I'm I'm ready for this one. Oh, I, you know, I've, I've got no doubt that Bob McCarthy's probably the, the greatest second row we've had. Mm. Um, you know, just the way he played, he revolutionised the game and and ran a little bit wide. He's the first to to admit that to to people. He used to get out wide and want the ball to him, and he could he just just run out, cause havoc out there. We all remember that great intercept in the grand final. But above all that, I mean, he used to get in for the hard work as well. He's always said that, you know, um, you know, he just did the running that, but he didn't. I yeah. I saw a bit of Bobby play and I know I know I've never heard anyone in the team mention that about, you know, about Bobby not getting in and doing his work. And I know I know he did. And my second best is the bloke that partnered him in that in that era in Gary Stevens. Mm. Um, you know. Gary's doing it a little bit tough these days, you know, probably a result of a few head knocks over over time there. But um, you know, he was the he was the defensive back row and Bobby was the running back row. Mm. And they, they reckon, you know, he used to hurt people when he tackled him and and he was just, you know, he would never stop in, in the game, you know. He's won as many comps as all in that era. I think they won three or four premierships. And once again, we talk about our great players, obviously. Uh, they're in times when they've been successful, but these two both played for Australia, both represented their states, and both were feared by opposition teams. Uh, and there's no doubt about that. Um, 
The next one for me is John Sutton. Okay, I know he's come up in different positions, but when he played in the back row for us, he had he had a skill that that no not many other players have. He had the ability to hold the ball out in front. I I never forget one night we were playing the Warriors over at uh, over in New Zealand, and we were, we were just getting on top. And someone threw a long ball to him, and he held the ball down by his side in one hand and started waving it around like that. And he just mesmerised the opposition. They all thought he was going to pass. Next minute, he's gone straight through and scored under the post, untouched. Mm. You know, um, I can never speak highly enough of John Sutton mm. uh, and what he's done for this club and um, his knowledge of the game. But uh, also, he, you know, he did the hard work too. He didn't shirk any of the defence. And, you know, when, when you needed someone to run a ball up, he'd run it up as well as do all the skillful stuff. Um, and, you know, the fourth one for me is a guy that wasn't here for a long time with us, but I think was crucial to our premiership in 2014. That's, that's Ben Tia. Mm. Um, he just had explosiveness and uh, a bit of fear factor in him too mm. that you need in the big games. And he bought it out for us in 2014. So, I mean, it goes over... Basically, two eras, but in in both eras, there we won one won a premiership. So, um, and there's others. There's many others. I'm sure you you will talk about them. Mm. But I wanted to keep it to four today because I'm sick of Shannon bagging me about that. <laughs> I got a soft spot for Benny Teo. He he uh, he expressed his love for me after the 2014 grand final. We're yeah. all out on the field and everyone was high-fiving and hugging everything. He said, I love you, Jezza. I said, I love you too, Benny. <laughs> he was saying that at the town hall four days later. Too, oh, Richo put me in charge <laughs> as Ben Teo's security guard. I was more his crutch. He was leaning on me to get up the, the stairs at the town hall and to get back down. He was in quite the state. <laughs> I blame Bo Champion for that. <laughs> yeah. At least he made it there. Did that way make it there? I remember the condition. <laughs> you would have climbed the bridge, wouldn't you, Elo? Yeah, I did. Jeez, I did. what a moment. I climbed it and abseiled down. <laughs> <laughs> With the trophy strapped to your back. <laughs> uh, what about you, Shannon? Who are your nominees for the, the best second rowers? Yeah, as you said, Jez, there's a, there's a plethora of second rows. Actually, um, again, Ello taught me the word plethora, so thanks for teaching me that word, Ello. Uh, it means a lot. Um, so... <laughs> you spell it, Shannon. But I just got to go back to Gary Stevens. You're right. Like, a great player, but there's a few interesting stats. Um, I was just looking up a few things about Gary because he definitely has to be in there. His first five years, he, he actually wasn't a, a regular first grader. He only played 22 games in his first five years. It took him a long time. He came into first grade in 1964, but it took him like five, six years to cement a regular spot. But when he did, he was obviously fantastic. And he went away on the 72 World Cup side for Australia in 74. But um, And he became one of our you know greatest ever second rowers. But it's just a, probably a message there for people like and Mark Nichols is a good example that sometimes you know it takes a bit of time to work your you know 
work your way in the first grade. Cody Walker's a really good example of that too, you know, 26. But they're the great stories you like hearing. Guys just persisted and, and went on to live. When did uh, Cody find the back row? <laughs> <laughs> and Mark Nichols. <laughs> I'm just using them as a well, all, right, you've, all right, you've already given us three. But, but whilst I'm Gary, I, I'm actually, um, you know, his godfather, Arthur Oxford, is a great of our club. And his brother, Wayne, I'm actually good mates with his um, brother, Wayne, was there at his live membership uh, presentation. And uh, what a fantastic fella. Um, they're a great family, um, right back to their grandfathers, legends of the clubs. And so not just just uh, great players, but great clubmen. And, and somebody else who's like that, um, I always like to include someone we played with and particularly someone who's got trade service as their business. <laughs> Troy Slattery is one of those. Um, <laughs> but seriously, Slats, you know, um, great player, come through our junior system, came through the first grade, played really well here for the Rabbitohs, uh, you know, 40, 50 tackles a game. I played with Slats. Went over to England, had a lot of success over in England as well. You did 15 of yours every game. <laughs> He also credits you with learning how to catch the ball down around his ankles. Yes. <laughs> That's very good, Jess. <laughs> yeah, he was a good player. And yes, he did have to do all my tackling for me. Uh, that's probably why he's got a bad shoulder now carrying me for eight years. But, but you know, not only was he a great player, to, the, to this day, he's still putting in for the club. He's a sponsor of the club. Um, he's got a great business, commercial cleaning business as well. He's um, he's, an, he's on the old boys committee. He's been uh, a member. And his daughter, Bella, actually, is a very, very good footballer herself. She plays women's rugby league and hopefully we'll see her in the red and green and, and coming through. But uh, Troy Slattery, very underrated player, but I think he was a really, really good second round and represented the club. Um, another guy I had the pleasure of playing with, but only for one year, was Les Davidson. And I was actually... Uh, highlight, you know, you spoke about young Lockie Elias looking up to um, Benji and getting to play with him this weekend. Me ha having the opportunity to play with Les after watching him as a kid and, uh, you know, admiring his toughness and how brutal he was, um, was a real highlight. Got to play with Les in uh, 1998. But Les, you know, for the uncompromising footy he played, he played 246 first grade mm. games here in Australia. Um, interestingly, um, Played the exact same amount of games for the Rabbitohs as he did um, the Sharks. But, you know, I think he played the best football here at the Rabbitohs. Went over to England, had some success too. Played 32 games over there. But, you know, when you talk about tough second rowers, you know, invariably Les Davidson's name comes yeah. up. So. He was better to play with than against, that's for sure. <laughs> I could imagine. I could imagine. Yes. yes. Um, and then uh, finally... I know he plays a few positions. We mentioned Sato, but uh, another modern-day great is, and we, we mentioned Bobby Mack because Bobby Mack goes without saying mm. he's, he's, you know, one of our greatest ever players in any position. Mm. But um, I want to talk about Cameron Murray. I think Cameron Murray, uh, LA said it last week, he's on his way to greatness with his club. He's already a very, very good footballer and an integral part of our team, but he's on his way to dead set greatness with our club. Uh, and he is, you know, you talk about contributing to the club on and off the field. He's a great guy. He comes, his sister played for the Rabbitohs. His father played for the Rabbitohs. Great clubman, uh, intelligent, 
civic-minded with his community, just everything that a rugby league player should be. Um, honest, decent fellow. So uh, Cameron Murray is my fourth player. So I had Gary Stevens, like you guys, Slats, Les Davidson and Cameron Murray. Well, I, uh, as I said, I had five on my list. Bobby McCarthy was on mine. He he scored 100 tries. He's It's the most by a forward in Rabbitohs history. It's pretty phenomenal to think about a, a player of his size um, and, as you say, revolutionised the way the position was played to score 100 tries. It's uh, it's one part of the it history that he's got. I was looking up those stats, Jez, and I was, I was thinking, you know, between Bobby McCarthy and myself, have scored 101 tries for the Rabbitohs. <laughs> Bobby and I, so it's a pretty, pretty good record I'm proud of. Actually. And won uh, four premierships. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't get the credit I deserve. You're right. Uh, <laughs> I also had uh, had Sato on my list. I think he played his best footy in the background. Obviously, captain the club to a premiership in the back row, played more of the games than anyone else. Um, a guy that I'm going to nominate in all the forward positions except hooker. I nominated him for lock last week, and I'm sure I'll nominate him in the front row. Sam Burgess. He, uh, I think he probably played his best footy in the middle. That's in my opinion. But when he played out wide, there were some centers and and uh, and halves that <laughs> were literally their knees were knocking together when they saw him with the ball or he was coming in at them in defence. He uh, he played equally as well on the uh, <coughs> on the edges as he did in the middle. Then I had two other guys from from eras gone by. I had the great George Treweek. Now. He was one of the most dominant players in one of our golden eras of the club's history. He won six premierships in nine seasons. He only played 119 games in those nine seasons, but he won 72% of those games. And at the time, he was considered to be physically a giant of the game, and he was six foot two and a half inches. Whereas these days, that's your average winger. Yeah, it's amazing <laughs> how players have developed, you know. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, and your wingers, you know, running under 11 seconds for 100 metres. Yeah. yeah, but he was considered a giant of the game and, and considered, um, when I was doing my research, people rated him as one of the greatest second rowers to have ever played the game. And there was an interesting story. Um, he, he was such a gentleman, they said, that the press had spelt his surname <laughs> wrong throughout his whole career, but he never corrected them. He was too polite and too much of a gentleman to correct them to spell his name correctly <laughs> in the papers. So that's an interesting story on on George Treweek. Um, and the last one a is defamation a... case against the... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably if he'd corrected them and then they chose not to fix it, he'd probably be up, up for one there. The so last... you, your other nomination, they wouldn't have had trouble spelling his name. It's, is it spelt T-O? Benny <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't got Benny Teo down here. A man that I do have is he is a, one of the great gentlemen of our club and one of the the great warriors of our club. And I'm I'm just so blessed to have have met him and um and to have spent a little bit of time with him over the years. And that was the great Jack Rayner. He was one of the greatest leaders of this club. He won five premierships in the 1950s. Um, we see our Sydney captain coach the club to to one of our great golden eras. Our Players Player Award, which is quite revered by the players because it's voted on by their peers, is named after him, which shows how much the club reveres him. And he was a, a lovely old man when I when I met him and his um, beautiful wife Lola as well. And 
um, just a, a great man. I, I feel blessed to have met him and to have spent time talking to him and, and getting to know him a little bit um, and just one of the legends of our club. He was uh, an Air Force pilot during the war as well, Jez, wasn't he? I, th- I think he was in the yeah. Army, and that's where he was discovered. Yeah. A gentleman called Eric Lewis played with him in the Army, and he was connected to South, and he said to, to Jack, look, when we've finished up, with this war, why don't you come and have a run with South? And I think at the time Jack was pretty reluctant to do so, but he came down and played the the first season with South, and they won a comp, and then he captain coached the club. And he he was known as a, a disciplinarian, like no one stepped out of line with Jack. But but I also I don't think that was necessarily through his demeanour. I think that was through the respect that people had for him yeah, as a person. I, th- I think he's very well decorated in both organisations mm. too, mate. From 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 stories I've heard, I, I can't pinpoint them, but um, and I, like you, Jez, I, I met Jack a few times, and um, he's he's a very strong, disciplined man, and um, you know he he the big thing with him is he, he stood up for what he believed in. It's mm. he's probably uh, had a big bearing on what our club stands for today yeah. during his time in leadership in that period. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's a good call on Jack. Yeah. No, I thought we needed to to have a look back at some of the guys that that maybe some of our younger listeners don't know a lot about as well. So yeah, George Trawick and Jack Rayner were my uh, my differing names there. But as we said, what about the caliber of player that we've been able to name in the second row? And I'm sure front row is going to be similar when we get around to them over the next few weeks as well. And I hope you're not too disappointed Jess, Jess left you out, Ella. I, I know you normally get a mention when uh, Jess talks about back rolls. But, you know, and you was half right there about Jack, you know, being in the uh, Army, not the Air Force, as you mentioned. But one thing we can definitively say about Jack, um, if he didn't put his left boot on first, he definitely put his right boot on first. So. <laughs> Great to the club. Like a dog with a bone. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, very good. Well, that was that was good looking back through the uh, the second rows. We'll get to the front rowers and the hookers very soon in the next few weeks, but let's go to a break before our next segment. Now, the Rabbitohs Merch Shop, as we've been uh, saying, the merchandise store is closed due to the lockdowns in Sydney, but you can shop online 24 hours a day, 365 days a year at shop au, and you can get absolutely anything there and our resident shopkeeper Shannon Donato what have we got this week to plug just before we start there just I know the shop's closed but I've heard Shannon's been selling some gear out of his garage at oh. <laughs> out, out, out of garage one two that. three four five or six hello he's got he's got that leather bag with him too so I don't know <laughs> Sorry, that's right. Four of those garages are filled with luxury cars. There's only two to choose from to sell the merch from. Well, no, what, what he's done, he's really, really used the space well, and he's selling out of the boot of his luxury oh. car. <laughs> yeah. That Tesla he's got, he's got the front and the back because there's no engine in it. Here in LA, talk about using the space well. I'll tell you what, I could talk, tell you about a waste of space, but anyway... <laughs> <laughs> moving, on to, moving on to our final point. It's called, yeah, efficiency of usage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, talking about our merch. Hey, I'll tell you what's special this week. 
<laughs> Dick jackets. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, obviously recycled ones. They're like your jokes, recycling ones. <laughs> <laughs> the store jackets. You can only lay by them because they're not in yet. <laughs> you, you modelled them so well, they just fell off the shelf. But fortunately, we've got our, we've got our finals range ingers and we've got our finals tees, finals hats, finals hoodies. Um, you know, to wear as the all cheer on the team up there in Queensland. Um, hoodies, it's still nice and cold. Get them and get the tees for the um, for the summer run into the finals. So, currently, go for the golfers. <laughs> I'm hoping, Ello, I'm hoping uh, we can have a premiers range in about five weeks. But for now, we've got the, the finals range that's yeah. come out for our charge to the finals. So, sounds good. I'll shoot you up at 7XL, Ello. <laughs> I'm really hoping the premiership tees right across the top have got very good. <laughs> Can you send me two up, Shannon? I was talking about T's, not pies, yellow, but yeah, I'll send you two up. Oh, very good. Righto. Well, if you want to grab any of your Rabbitohs merchandise, jump onto shop.rabbitohs.com.au. Check it all out. I was a bit worried when I put together this second top four topic. It's the top four roommates on away trips. <laughs> and I'm, I don't know what you guys are going to class as being a good roommate. <laughs> well, yes, it's going to be interesting. So do you want to kick off, Shannon? Okay. Well, I've got to start with the immortal of... Um, of away trip roommates, and that's Julian O'Neill. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we all know where we're going with this one. Oh, the soon. people of hello to the people of Dubbo. We're in <laughs> lockdown, you know, listening. It has struggled in COVID with no toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wouldn't have. <laughs> he was very resourceful. <laughs> yes, indeed. Just don't leave your shoes at the front door. <laughs> Oh, so yes, girls, not only for him confusing the toilets, but also for, um, you know, he just smoked like a, as I said, I used to drive in the game, he'd be smoking, like a Cheech and Chong scene, your car, when you got out the car to the game, there was just, you know, cigarette smoke coming out of the windows and, you know, he'd be he'd be reeking about a hole and, yeah, uh, Jules, a great guy, really, really like him, um, fantastic fella, but not a great roommate. So, <laughs> Julian O'Neill, and if you don't believe me, ask Jeremy Schloss, but uh, <laughs> so Jules is one of the immortal all-time bad roommates, yes. for sure. Uh, another, another one is uh, the, the great Ian Rubin. Um, we've mentioned him a few times, and as I like to do, mention players that I played with, and Rubin's fantastic fella, but I remember... I remember, I remember somebody on an away trip really annoyed him and they, uh, I'm trying to put this diplomatically, they borrowed his magazine. And, oh, dear. Yes. <laughs> and he wasn't impressed. And I won't go into detail how he knew they borrowed his magazine, but they oh. borrowed his, his magazine. And he was that annoyed, he waited till his roommate was lying on their bed and uh, he boiled a thing like he was going to make a cup of tea and he threw the jug of hot water on them because they... They borrowed and used his magazine. Oh. <laughs> I said, Rubes, like, he was pissed off. I said, mate, you, 
you could put him out for 10 weeks. He could you could, he could have severe third-degree burns. And, uh, yeah, but anyway, so Rubes, Rubes was a pretty irritable roommate. I could imagine. <laughs> <laughs> you borrowed his magazine. So there's a tip. If you ever ever travel with Rubes, uh, don't borrow his magazine. Always ask permission first. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the third one, I don't want to mention who this was. Uh because it might, 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 may or may not have been me, but um, <laughs> on a way, on a way trip, um, there were, as you do, you know, you wait all year. You sort of got to be measured with, you know, you don't drink that much in season because you're focusing on each game. So then, when you get to the away trip, you're looking forward to lots of big nights out. And I remember uh, in in Bali, you know, you, you go, you do consume copious amounts of alcohol, probably more than is healthy. Anyway, one time got talked into after three big days, and all I wanted to do was lie by the pool. I, you know, had three big nights, sorry, I should say, and I just swim. And I got talked into going three big out. days and nights. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yes. And, you know, um, I got talked into going out in the, in the morning on a day trip. You know, in Bali, you go on those day trips and you go out snorkeling and all that. I was out, and I shouldn't have went because I, well, sorry, this person shouldn't have went because they were feeling a bit, <laughs> you know, they had, they're feeling a bit. How are you going after three three days on the drink? And they'd had the big buffet breakfast. Anyway, on the boat, and everybody's in the water snorkeling and lying back, just crook as anything. Anyway, it just all comes up, the, the, the massive buffet breakfast. But unfortunately, it sat there like an oil slick in the water and all the people snorkeling, and it was just, it was like a scene from um, Slumdog Millionaire, honestly. Oh, dear. <laughs> so I dare say that person got bringing to the bad roommate after that one. <laughs> Chew it before you swallow it. <laughs> yeah, that person was very popular with his with his teammates after that one, and um, they come up with their scrambled eggs for here. But um, the the fourth one is actually the great huntsman. We spoke about the great man last week, and uh, he told me this story that he was away with a with a rabbitohs trip one time, and huntsman was single at the time, and he was doing his best for the girl and. In Las Vegas, he was away with Phil Howlett and a few others, and uh, he was doing his best uh, with a girl. And his teammate grass cut him for the girl out at the bar. And his teammates got under his guard, and his teammates spent the night with the girl. And Huntsman wasn't very happy, but Huntsman tells me uh, he got his payback because uh, that his teammate that had spent the night with the girl came home with some unwanted souvenirs. Oh dear! <laughs> so. Uh, so, but yeah, uh, teammates who grass cut teammates and they were very popular. So there's my um, four worst teammates, Julian O'Neill, uh, Rubes for throwing boiling water, some bloke who got sick and threw up over his mates while they were snorkeling, <laughs> and, and Huntsman's mate who grass cut him. Oh, dear. What about <laughs> you, Ella? Was you a theme? You a theme, Jez? Don't blame me. You 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 picked four worse. I thought there might have been some good ones in there. (laughs) In our our era, we were taught what goes on tour stays on tour. (laughs) I thought your top four might have been Mark Lyons, Mark Lyons, Mark Lyons, and Mark Lyons. Well, it's funny. I have got one on Mark Lyons. One hundred on Mark Lyons. Well, yeah, I have shared with him a couple of times, you know, and. what I found, he gets up very early in the morning. And I could never work it out because I'd try to have a sleep in, particularly on game day. And like the more traveling, because we do a lot of traveling during the year now, I'm taking it as if it's during season, okay? Mm. Uh, so it's a way don't happen anymore. They used to, and they were fantastic. But 
I, I can't tell you those stories. I'll no. leave the Davy Davy Jones locker for another day. <laughs> I told that one. <laughs> well, not on the podcast, <laughs> but I've heard it a couple of times outside of the podcast. That's one of my favourites. Hello to it's all our listeners with, in Hawaii. It's up there, it's up there with Billy Bloggs. I had Block, Eddie. He, he was first time we, we went away, and yeah, you know, we, we'd been out for a few beers the night before the game, and, and yeah, you know, we weren't playing then. This is. This is when, you know, in my role now, and he, he's mm. on the door. So, you know, he got up. He's really agitated in the morning. He said, can I turn the TV on? I said, no, no, mate, I'm trying to sleep. I'm trying to sleep in. And he's really agitated. He's sulking and everything like that. I realised he wanted to put the cartoons on. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. <laughs> oh. We had to... Mate, I had to sing the Wiggles with him. <laughs> I imagine you two in the big red car. I tell you what, there need to be a big red car for you two. Uh, <laughs> well, you know what, Ella? I reckon the reason he was irritable is because he probably got no sleep. The way you snored, <laughs> I was in a room with Ella once. I did say, thought he was going to suck in the curtains. He was there. <laughs> Mate, you're going to hear him three suburbs away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a fair snorer. But uh, the other thing too, back, yeah, he always, Lockett always had a way with the girls too. And, you know, I remember being out one night and he, this is back in the day, we, we, yeah, long before we were playing. We wasn't even a football. We, we used to, we went to school together, knocked around, you know, with each other um, before we had started playing and, we went went to this bar. What one a great mother! That's one of the Yorkshire great mothers. <laughs> All over you, hello. <laughs> that's what I, That's better than the Australian Constitution's preamble. That was the best preamble I've ever ever heard. That's one of your best, mate. Thank you. But anyway, anyway, <laughs> we're at this bar, and the best sort, the best sort in the whole bar, the best. Best scene we'd seen on best I'd seen on the trip. Oh, the so when you're at school, she was the best sort in the bar. Was she? You go in the bar <laughs> when you're at school. Yeah, this story gets better. Keep going at up. the and school bar. School, <laughs> Milky and bar. He, he, Block said to me, "Hey, hello. See that girl over there? I can tell she likes me." I said, "How do you know me?" He said, "I can tell by the way she's ignoring me." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but no, no, no. I mean, that, that one's a G up, that one. But the cartoons, as true as I sit here today talking to you about it, he had to get them on at 6.30 in the morning. Oh, and uh, you know what? Yeah, the next thing, I had to go down and bring up the Fruit Loops for him. Fruit Loops. <laughs> a bucket of it, wasn't it? Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we're not going there, I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, dear. I was going to say the Roosters are lucky they didn't shake hands with him on Friday night. There'd be a few more injuries. I've never shaken hands with someone that's got such a strong handshake. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it feels like a yeah. dislocation every time you shake his hand. Well, well, that's another thing I won't tell you about how he got such a strong hand. <laughs> From working on the wharves, Ella. Yeah. <laughs> the lashing, the lashing he does. Throw on those containers around. Yeah, yeah. Turn the ships around. 
Well, that'll, I'm not going to bag anyone else. We've done enough there. <laughs> right. I've got I've got two nominees. My one of my favourite um, away game roommates was a fella called Scott Johnson. He used to be the strength and conditioning coach here at South. He was the yellow shirt trainer, and I roomed with him throughout the the couple of weeks we were in England for the World Club Challenge. And he was absolutely quiet as a church mouse. You barely knew he was there. And after the game, when you travel overseas with a sporting team, you've got to make sure, as you know, you've got to clean your boots so they're spotless. There's no dirt or mud or anything on any of your clothes because you can't bring that back into Australia to buy a security hazard when you do that. And that game at uh, St Helens, it was quite wet and cold. And I remember everyone's come off just absolutely soaking wet and covered in mud. And the next morning, because I stayed an extra night because there wasn't room on the flight, so I went over a day early and came back a day later. So Scotty had got up early to go and get onto the flight with the rest of the team, and here were his filthy, muddy boots just in the bin. He couldn't even be bothered trying to clean them. He just threw them out. <laughs> he just chucked them out. The other oh, one... Well, just before you... Well, yeah, that's true about, you know, travelling overseas, so you got to clean your, your boots and all that so you don't bring in any pathogens to the to the local environment. And fortunately oh, for oh, LA... Sorry. What was that, Chad? Pathogens. You know, yeah, bacteria, you know, anything oh, that's going to pollute. Right. But I was just going to say, hello, the good thing about when you used to play was I never had to worry about getting any mud or dirt or grass off your jersey or not even sweat. <laughs> your jerseys are always fine for some reason. Sweat. <laughs> Maybe some tomato sauce, but that was allowed. Yeah, so. uh. <laughs> yeah they, they used to have to take the splitters out of your shorts, mate. <laughs> Too shame. Well played. <laughs> Are you bringing any wood, wooden products back into the country, sir? Oh, I better check me shorts. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. They, used to, they used to watch him run. They thought he had a wooden leg the way he used to run. <laughs> Oh, my ne- my next nominee, I think I may have roomed with him once. I can't quite remember, but I'm told he's a brilliant roommate because he's just never there. He's a man about town, and that's the great Charlie Gallico. <laughs> he gets off the plane, he turns up at the game, and he gets back on a plane. And what he does in between, who knows? It's the magical mystery tour <laughs> with Charlie. And you even ask him, say, what have you been up to, Charlie? Where you been? And he says, I can't recall. <laughs> I taught him that, Jess. I taught him that. <laughs> One of the greats of our Richo, club. Richo used to hound him, and I said, mate, you just got to say I can't recall. Yeah. <laughs> I remember once uh, Richo was seated next to him on a plane and didn't all hell break loose. <laughs> Richo was demanding injured players move out of exit rows and <laughs> all sorts of stuff. <laughs> I tell you. There's one, uh, I'll tell a story I did share with with uh, Charlie once up in Brisbane. We played Brisbane on a Friday night and, yeah, you get back to the hotel about half past 11 for dinner that night and we had a few beers in the bar at the Sofitel Hotel and um, Charlie and I shared together because the Harold Matts were playing in the, the grand final the following day at 10.30 at St Mary's. So, anyway... At 2.30 in the morning, we've got to be up at 4.30 to get a 6 o'clock flight, right, to get back to Sydney. So Charlie's here in the bar. I said, all right, mate, what do, what do you want to do? I said, oh, we better get to bed because we've got to get up early. No worry, Alan. I'll get up. I'll get up. He said, I'll go, I'll go up to the room. And he said, 
I'm going to have a quick bath and I'll, I'll stay awake, okay? And you just come up when you want and I'll wake up. So, so we get up early, right? So I said, oh, mate, you sure? He said, yeah, yeah, no worries. Anyway, I went up about 10 minutes later and I've walked in. Charlie's just come out of the bath in the raw. The rabbit, the rabbit in the raw, okay? <laughs> Another great Italian. Anyway, I don't get up there, ready to go to six. He says, I'm getting out, mate. He comes, he goes over, and I just get in the bed, about to go to sleep, not thinking I need to set the alarm, and I hear. (laughs) (laughs) I do that pretty well, don't I? So. He slept for two hours, and I'm awake the whole night. And then we got up and went down to, <laughs> to Matthew's next day. But uh, no, he's a, he, but what a great, what a great character, a great person for our club over the years. I mean, he's done a fantastic job, and he just lives and breathes it. He and does. We're so lucky to have people like that in our organisation. There's no one that loves his club more than Charlie Gallico. I'm convinced of it. Uh, I'd agree with you there. Yeah. Yeah, great man. Been around a long time. He was actually my trainer when I was playing Harold Matthews, and he was a trainer back then. But LA, you haven't a shot at Charlie for his snoring. Fair dink. I know. <laughs> you're, you're the wince of snoring. If, if he's a good snorer, he might be Maccabi Diva, but you're wince. <laughs> you do. It's like a choir in there. I could, could imagine that, that night. Fair dink. Surely, as captain coach of the Italian side, you had Charlie involved somewhere. We did. Yeah, Charlie yeah. was our trainer for the Italian side on many, many tours and many trips. And uh, LA's right. A, a great guy to have around the team. Great club and great fun. Yeah. He's a, he's a great man. Well, that was good uh, having a look back at some of the best and worst roommates on away trips. We'll be back after this break. It's been a tough couple of seasons for for everyone, obviously, uh, with the lockdowns and the COVID situation. But the Rabbitohs really want to thank all their members who've pledged their memberships to the club over the past two seasons, particularly those ticketed members that have been unable to take advantage of all the benefits and entitlements that come under their their membership with matches moved to Queensland and games played in front of no crowd. So we really want to thank everyone that's stuck by the club over the past two seasons in these difficult times. And this is just a call out to members. Make sure you check your emails because you will have received an email that gives you plenty of options about how you can get value for your membership um, and, and to pledge your membership to the club rather than um, necessarily trying to get a refund on, on your membership. And one of the great options, and we'll talk with Shannon about this a little bit more is to have a permanent reminder of your pledge to the Rabbitohs at the soon-to-be-built community and high-performance centre at, at Heffron Park. You can have your name and your family's name etched in the pledge wall there at Heffron Park at the uh, Community and High Performance Centre. And Shannon, what a great way to cement your name in, in South Sydney history. Absolutely, Jez. And, you know, we've always felt that our club is built on our members and literally at the High Performance Centre will be built on our members with having your names in the bricks on the wall um, by pledging. And, you know, our members keep us strong by pledging that value that they didn't receive for the games and and allowing the club to to retain um, that credit is uh, the way our members keep our club strong. But it's not just their financial commitment or support to the club, it's their emotional commitment. And so as a club, we felt a very 
uh, important that we recognise and acknowledge that support. So all those that pledge, as you said, Chairs, will have their name on the wall at the new High Performance Centre, which will, will be in by um, the back end of next year. So it's, it's less than uh, 18 months away. And it's time to be part of the, the woodwork and the, and the brickwork of this club, the foundations of this club with their name. But also next year, we're going to have all, everyone who's pledged, all those members who pledge, uh, name in the dressing room as well. So the players are reminded before they run out in the warm-up uh, that this is who they're doing it for, for our members. So a very special opportunity for our members to pledge their support. Uh, but if the members don't want to take that, all the options are there in terms of um, trading that value in for credit in merchandise or next year's membership or a refund if, if required. But, you know, the pledge is a very special opportunity. And Ella, you're going to have the benefit of working in that community and high performance there in the football department. And obviously, we're going to be paying tribute to our history of the club and our members and supporters play a massive part of that history themselves. It'll be great to see their names etched in the in the walls there at Heffron Park. Yeah, it's, it's tremendous that we can engage them in what we're doing there. Um, you know, this club's had a remarkable history and um, one of, one of the, the biggest things about our history and our culture and fabric of our club is that no matter if we're going great or if we're struggling a bit, the members have always stuck solid with us, mm. okay? They realise and they can smell that when players are doing their best and when players aren't putting in. And, you know, I've never really experienced that at our club when I don't think players are putting in. I think at times we have, we've had rosters that weren't as good as what, what we would have liked to have. But the members have always supported us through all of that. And it's great that they can be involved in this way in building you know, a new part of our history at the club. We're still going to keep Redfin Oval, obviously. We've uh, maintained the lease there and uh, pretty sure the juniors will be utilising that. So uh, we still have the whole gamut of what South Sydney is about. Um, you know, Redfin is still as a base, and now we move out to, to you know, Matraville, uh, Heffron Park there. It's good because it's right across our whole heartland. Um, and then I just see it as magnificent. There's, there's a triangle there. There's the place at Redfin, right? There's the place at Heffron Park, and then there's the South Juniors at Kingsford. Mm. That's sort of our triangle of who we are. Yep. Um, and once it's all in place, once COVID, we're on top of COVID, we will, we're going forward in many ways as it is now. But once the economy gets back to where it needs to get and things are open up again, people get back into the juniors and that, we are going to become a mega force in this game. Yeah. Absolutely. So, members, the message there, check your email inbox, check out all the information about pledging your membership uh, for this year. We thank all those thousands that did it last year and we're hoping that many people do it again this year. And you can have your name etched into history there at the Community and High Performance Centre at Heffron Park. Now, our trivia question from last week, the great Mario Fennick is a South Sydney man through and through, but he also played for three other clubs. And who were they? Now, the hint that we gave was one of them was in England. I'm pretty sure most people will get the the other two in Australia, but not sure about the English one. So have you gentlemen done your homework? Well, I'm sure Elo hasn't as usual, but... uh... (laughs) I... I... I'm just 
I remember Mario going to England. Um, I rather than check the records here, I always like to try and check my memory rather than just going to a Google, you know, because that's that's too easy to be fair. <laughs> so I'd almost say it was Hull. Mm, that's a hull of an answer. <laughs> I'm probably not, wrong. Not quite right. No. Shannon? Well, there were three clubs, and uh, I know outside of South, and I know one of the other clubs he played for was the Bears, of course. Yep. And then the, the Crushers. Correct. Yep. Uh, and then I suspect the other was... Well, they became the Bulls, but they were called Bradford Northern at the time. Is that right, Jess? They were, and that was fantastic reading off your run sheet, Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> what a performance. You're what a performance. Well. So Mario <laughs> played 182 games for the Rabbitohs between 1981 and 1990. He played 82 games, exactly 100 less for the North Sydney Bears. Then he went up to uh, Queensland for the inaugural season for the South Queensland Crushers in 1995, where he played 11 games. And he also played two games for Bradford Northern in the 1986-87 season over there in England. Those games were against Oldham and Australia. Quite amazingly, the Aussies were touring and he played against the Aussies. I can imagine he would have been a little bit fired up in those days, probably against uh, every chance he might have played against his mate Benny Elias, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe a bit early for Benny. It was a great scoop getting the Rabbitohs, Bears and Crushers too, guys, by the way. Well done there. Who would have been the Australian hooker then, Ello, the 86 Kangaroo Tour? Would that have been Max Krillich? No, he was 82. Right. It wouldn't have been Benny, though. Benny would have been 90. Oh, I don't know. It could have been Benny. Benny. 86. Benny started playing first grade in 83, mate. Okay. Well, might have been that. Well, was that would Stephen, have been a very interesting game then. Was it Stephen Walters? I'm not sure. Yeah, he might have been the, you know, they had the kangaroos and the emus, I think they used yeah. to have back then. So he might have been in that second team. Might have even been a Greg Canescu or someone like that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know. Shannon, you know everything else. Why can't you help us there, mate? <laughs> we might have to call on Shannon's mate, oh, yeah. uh, Brad Ryder, to do some research he, on that one. Phone, was your phone not on charger? So you can get a Google. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> just heckled me about, you know, looking at the run sheet for the answer. I've got to admit, I'm embarrassed to admit that I didn't even do that. I Googled it, but it was on the run sheet. So that's how, that's how I'm going. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, so very interesting. Righto, next week's uh, trivia question. The 2014 Grand Final. So many memories for us as we head into the final series after this game against the Dragons on the weekend in 2021. And we all remember so many aspects of that game. The Greg Inglis try, Sam's broken face, George's rampaging try under the post where he ran over Tony Williams. But here's something that might test your memory. Who refereed that game? Now, the hint is we were still in... Who cares, Jess? (laughs) I do. They did a cracking job. They did a great job. The hint is we were in the era of two referees at the time. So there were two of them that were out there on the field. So see if you can think back at who was uh, uh, blowing the whistle for all of those fantastic tries that we scored in that game. And uh, we'll give you the answer to that one next week. But that one could uh, test the memory banks, I reckon. Yeah, you're right. 
sorry, Yellow, I cut you off there. No, I said, I think you're right. That's a good question, actually. Yeah, yeah, we remember. Is, was one of them related to our to our captain? Related one of the referees? To Adam Reynolds? No, 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 to our captain of grand final day. Was, uh, oh, John to Sutton, John Sutton. <laughs> <laughs> Eleanor. <laughs> Well, we? She was certainly making some calls on the day, I can tell you that much. <laughs> Surely we should. I mean, Penrith get the uh, life member to referee their game. So <laughs> As the you, Panthers you know. play over the PA system at, at Penrith Park. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we spoke about LA, LA's great career. Or, or, or Actually, we didn't, but we should have. LA. We should have been around them. Speaking about our great second roles, I want to say the best I've ever seen LA move was getting onto that stage after we won the comp in 2014. I'll tell you what, he was the, he was the first one up there and you couldn't get him off. You could not get him off with a flamethrower. He wasn't going anywhere. Reminded me of that scene of the Wolf of Wall Street. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. He even pushed Madge off the stage so he could get on. The truth is, Shannon, I'm scared of heights. I didn't want to jump down. <laughs> Madge fell night. through the stage that night with the weight of oh, everyone right. on the stage when the team was up there. Then about 50 other staff jumped up there. I thought, this thing's not going to hold up. This <laughs> I thing... can't believe it held me and not Madge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, anyway, back to what we were supposed to be talking about after that short little musical interlude is what if. And if you're looking for your next epic holiday, maybe a long weekend with your mates or you want to get to a game, then what if is the place to go. They've got great deals on accommodation, flights, car hire and more. And if you're thinking about trying to get a jump on everyone when the borders open up or you want to get away for a, a trip around New South Wales, whichever state or country you're listening to us in, what if can help you out with anything that you need. And because they're the official travel partner of the South Sydney Rabbitohs, they can, you can head to whatif.com slash Rabbitohs and use the promo code Rabbitohs15 and you'll save 15% on select hotels. Conditions apply there, but jump onto whatif.com slash Rabbitohs and head to uh, use the promo code Rabbitohs15 and you can save 15% on select hotels. And I've got to say, uh, with the vaccination rates going up at the rate they are, I'm getting more and more confident that we're going to be allowed out particularly in my little LGA of Bayside here where we're, I feel like a criminal walking out my front door. I feel like the uh, police are going to come shooting down the street when I go to check my mailbox at the moment. Um, I'm really looking forward to getting away at some stage, hopefully this year, and uh, using what if to book my flights and accommodation. Indeed, Jess. You spoke about feeling like a criminal when you go outdoors in these um, weird and wonderful times of COVID like we are. In I grew up, as you know, in Wollamaloo, and we didn't have neighbours there. We just had witnesses. And uh, <laughs> that was a pretty rough neighbourhood, <laughs> I'm going to say. But the guys at What If, if you do want to get away when the, when the, when the lockdowns are finished, um, uh, Daniel Finch and his team there at What If will look after him. Finch has been – it's been a while they've been with the club. We spoke about um, that premiership winning Jersey flag side, and I, I fondly remember winning that premiership or the Jersey flag team winning that premiership, but being in the dressing room after the game with Finch, what if we're the major sponsor of that team and they played a big part in allowing us, keeping the club strong and allowing us to develop those players from the Jersey flag as the major sponsor and, and basically financing um, that team. So uh, the guys at what if have been great supporters of our club for a long time now and developed the next generation. So encourage all of our members to support those that support the Rabbitohs. And it's great timing that on, um, on Saturday this week that, Blake Taff, 
and Lachlan Ilias uh, and Peter Mamazoulis, three players out of that team will will uh, play in first grade together not that long down the track. So uh, their support has obviously helped them to get where they are as well. Exactly right. doesn't happen without the support of our, our valued corporate partners like What If. So make sure you jump on whatif.com slash Rabbitohs. Use that promo code Rabbitohs15 and you can save 15% on select hotels. What If? It's Aussie for travel. Alrighty, Yellow, it's time for your joke of the week. And haven't you got something to live up to after Shannon's joke last week, which came true on the weekend? <laughs> it was excellent. I have got something to, to aspire to, that's for sure. Yes. Um, but a, a mate of mine sent his, his wife to the doctor the other week and she was, she was a bit ill. And uh, they really weren't sure what happened. Well, yeah, what was wrong with her? So she needed a blood test. Uh, and her name was Margaret Thompson. So anyway, she went and got the blood test Is that on Tomo's missus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Tomo's missus, yeah. <laughs> Margie. Yeah. Margie. Right, Margie. <laughs> so anyway, she went, she went and had a blood test. And uh, they said, this was on Tuesday afternoon. They said, look, you won't get the results till tomorrow afternoon. Um, so can you ring back and we'll give you, we'll tell you what's wrong. Or we'll ring you if it's anything bad, right? So anyway, he came back and you know, they had to worry about she was really feeling tired and lethargic and they weren't sure, you know, what it was. And anyway, yeah, they've rung back, run back, and she couldn't ring the doctors the next day because she's worried about the results. So the husband's rang up and he said, oh, look, I'm just ringing on behalf of my wife, Maggie Thompson. Um, she had a blood test yesterday. Um, I'd like to know what the results were and what the diagnosis was. And uh, the receptionist says, um, Oh, okay, yeah, I'll just get the records out. She said, oh. we've got two Margaret Thompsons came in yesterday for blood tests. And uh, I said, oh, yeah. well, what was the result? I said, well, one of them's got heart disease and one of them's got AIDS. And he said, well, how do I know which one's which? He said, well, tell her to go for a run around the block. If she comes back, don't make love to her. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Uh, well done, Ella. Well done. Uh, very good. I was thinking, where is this going? Oh, <laughs> very good. Well, good to hear that uh, Tomo's missus is uh, going for yeah. a run. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hopefully, she comes back. <laughs> She's got to wear a mask. No, no. I think she's still knocking on the door. He won't let her in. <laughs> <laughs> right, I will be back to wrap things up shortly. Well, thanks again for listening, everyone. You can contact us at rabbitos.com.au slash podcast or jump on Twitter and tweet us your uh, topic suggestions. Give us a glowing review if you feel we deserve one, a five-star rating, and hit that subscribe button on your podcast apps as well so that you can get the feed of all of our podcasts on the Rabbitos Podcast Network. That includes our top four podcasts, the regular media conferences, including Wayne's pregame uh, press conference that he does each week, which is always uh, hilarious or informative, one of the 
the two. There's the Rabbitohs Insider audio version and there's the great team at Rabbitohs Radio with Chaps, Mavo and Brownie. They're doing a good job over there at the Rabbitohs Radio Studios via via Zoom as well at the moment and uh, they have a good bit of banter as well and a bit of an insight into their careers as well as what's currently going on with the team and uh, le- as we lead into finals. So... Thank you again, gentlemen, for for joining us for another episode of the the top four, episode twenty nine next week. Wow, twenty nine time flies when you're having fun. It does. It does. It's very good. <laughs> At LA's expense. Hopefully, LA. <laughs> hopefully, LA gets his hat back out of Brock Schaefer's room yeah. Yeah. the next week. <laughs> well, oh, I'm speaking of roommates, how did Brock Schaefer not get a run? What's that? In the best roommates. <laughs> we know you two have spent plenty of time together in each other's rooms over said, the last I six weeks. I thought the topic was worst roommates. <laughs> oh, best and worst. Best and worst. He could probably qualify for both. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a good thought, Jess. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you bit your tongue then. You were about to unleash something then. You bit your tongue. Uh, very good right well we'll be back next week of course the Rabbitohs top four podcast is powered by Audio Technica and proudly presented by What If we will see you next week thanks for listening to the Rabbitohs top four podcast powered by Audio Technica and proudly presented by What If official travel and pathways partner of the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Support the club and visit whatif.com forward slash Rabbitohs to book your next trip. Don't forget to use the code Rabbitohs15 to get 15% off select hotels. Conditions apply. What if? It's Aussie for travel. Please leave us a five-star rating and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Up the Rabbitohs.